everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joy Ann Reed. How are you, cousin? I'm just peachy keen. How you're, are you, cousin? You're such a chatty Kathy. <laughs> you don't see a person you don't can't have a conversation with. Y'all, let me tell you something. This girl. Shut up. Shut up. She will be. Oh, <laughs> my <up>. God. <laughs> It's like the conversations I have had to interrupt and end. Now I'm just to the point where I'm just going to be rude. No, that's my, I'm telling you, that's that's my family. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Stop talking. Stop talking. Oh, my God. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little better. Book's done. So Yay. I can sleep four or five hours a night, which is amazing. Uh, more normal normalcy with the kids. Much more normalcy with the family. Um, well, you you did something this week that I'm going to be trying to do this weekend with the fam, and we went to see us. We're gonna. I know we're, we have a guest. We're going to talk with about. That yeah, because later. I saw her there. Um, and I I can't wait until opening weekend. Yeah. So that you can see it. Yes. And we can talk about it next week. Okay. Because you it listen. I'm going to put a spoiler alert in the description because we're going to talk about it. Okay. I think we should do our next podcast okay. on the movie. Oh. And have someone on and do a deep dive. It's really oh. that uh, layered. Okay. Um, and just hidden meanings and oh. what does this mean and what does that mean. Let me tell you, when we left the theater, there was a group of us that went to this after party um, or after cocktail thing. And this is one, two, three, four, five, six of us in the car. And the conversation about what the movie could be about was so deep hmm. and thought-provoking. It was just like, wow. Because Get Out was like that. I mean, Jordan Peele, I have to give him mad props because he manages to make films that are horror plus. They yeah. have layers to them. They have yeah. deeper meaning. We're still using the memes from Get Out. Yeah. Right? They, oh, the, yeah. The memes from it still are relevant to the culture. Today. Yeah. yeah He's going to be one of the great filmmakers. He definitely He's like an is. Antoine Fuqua. Uh, I think Antoine Fuqua is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time of any yes. race. He reminds me of him and that he makes films that are so just solidly good and nuanced yeah. that you can't categorize them in any way. I mean, he's a comedic actor. He doesn't make comedy films, but they have comedic elements. Yeah. Great filmmaker. And what he does, the lighting and the shots with yeah. this beautiful African-American act, you know, these actors, his family, yep. all the cinematography in it is just And he wonderful. has my president in it because, you know, Lupita Nyong'o is the only person I recognize as president. <laughs> She's the only person I will acknowledge as president of the United States. So Lu my, my president, Lupita, is in the She movie. is in there I love twice, her. you know. Love plays her. a double. So <clears throat> I am fighting a cold. I, I hear it. Oh, my God. How's a cold? I don't know. When I say this came literally overnight, it's like, I got home yesterday. I had a headache. Right. Right. For the past couple of days, just a slight dull headache. So I was taking things for that. And then when I got home last night, it was like full on, I need NyQuil. Oh, my God. Usually I don't bring on NyQuil unless they're like the symptoms and I need to sleep. Yeah. I tried to take um, Alka-Seltzer, cold and flu. Yeah. And that came right back up. What? So I was like, I oh, don't know what's serious. going on. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my God. I know. I can hear the sniffling. Oh. Poor you. It's the worst. Yeah. So, yeah, I got some TheraFlu on ice and I'm ready to just kind of take it down. And you're drinking Ridge Three Valley Sonoma. I know. Sonoma This is, this is our wine for today That's from delicious. our wine god we love the wine god we do and can we just remind folks that you know we if you want to get in on it you can of course get the wine god deliver you wine to your house yes um and it's wine church yes. is what you want to sign up for uh, winechurch.com and then you like us can have your favorite wine delivered to your crib yeah. and it's based on you on your personality yeah he basically talks to you or learns about you i don't know if it's an actual conversation or if it's something you fill out online like alexa. but he gets to know you <laughs> and i know like alexa and then he 
picks wine based on your personality. So I feel like just based <laughs> on the wines he's given us for read this, read that, the wine god thinks of us as being spicy red because he's given us a lot of spicy reds. He has, but he also has given us some white wines and champagnes, yes. but we have not been able to chill them as of yet. We need to chill them <laughs> so that we can drink them because, yeah. So one of my um, producers just came back from Italy and brought me a nice cava. Oh. So I'm going to have to try that because I do. It's, it's my other thing I like yeah. besides Prosecco. So good. Yeah. So good. Because you don't like a white wine. I don't like white wine unless it's sparkling. If there yeah. are no bubbles in it, I don't like white that wine. That is so peculiar. It's weird though, right? It is. There's it's no strange. flat white wine that I've ever liked. Uh, they just there's probably it. one out there you just somewhere. haven't met it yet. I just haven't tried it yet. It's somewhere. Yeah, there's like a probably couple of dessert Dubai wines or something. <laughs> it's abroad. <laughs> so let's talk about The Walking Dead. Are uh, you all caught up? I am all caught up, yes. How oh my great God. was this last episode? Girl, Michonne is back oh. and deadlier than ever. I was annoyed that she became become so maternal that she was soft. Right. But Not now anymore, we know. Baby. No, and now mm. she's very rigid and guarded <gasps> and protective. And now we know why. Yeah. And she went on a killing spree. I can't even, I don't want to spoil it for y'all. No. Haven't seen it, but Boy, yo, it. it's been a week. Come on, people man. need to watch that. Need to watch Catch it. it comes up. on Sunday. She was lopping off little kid heads. She had to kill those kids, and now we know why she was so hurt. Yes, um, in that moment, amazing. But it was good, to, good to see Rutina Wesley. Rutina Wesley, Sugar, awesome, playing Love her. the good person that um, the friend that comes Michelle back knew from college. Yeah, um, and then she turns out to be a bad person. I didn't know what when I saw her. I was like, "What's going on?" I know. Here? I, thought, I thought they were adding her to the cast. Like, I did awesome. too. And then all of a sudden, like, "Oh, yeah, but not. she's got a show." So I was like, mm, "She's not. She's gonna die." Did she wasn't gonna make it? Yeah, but it was how amazing. Good was that episode so good? I just didn't understand the problem that I had was there were two things. I didn't understand why they were branding them. And not killing them. Right? Not, I thought they were going to kill them. I don't know if they were going to brand them and then hunt them. I, were they I releasing know. them back out into the wild? Yeah. I don't know what that was. And then, if you watch closely, when Michonne and Daryl were tied up by their hands, right? Mm -hmm. Feet not just hanging from the ceiling. Um, and they branded Michonne, right? And she screams. Then the next scene you see is Daryl. Uh, choking one of the guards that was watching them. Right. One of the kids. And then untying Michonne. Right. How they did he get loose? How did he get loose? And it was that was not explained <clears throat> why they, right, is that if they were killing the adults and keeping the kids, why would they keep them alive? Right. And then how did he get loose? And how did he get away? It, it was like bad editing. I was yeah. like, is this a jump cut? Yeah, it was like a jump cut. They should have explained Very it. Very Now, in Talking Dead afterwards, um, there was somewhat of an explanation about the branding, that the branding was really to make the kids learn learn to be tough, <clears throat> okay. and that it was about um, that it was about trying to kind of I get that teach them to be strong. Okay, and of course, this was the Talking Dead with one of my favorite people, Yvette Nicole Brown, in it. She I love it when she's on Talking Dead. I need her to make a cameo on The Walking Dead. I need. Oh my God! Right, Yvette Nicole Brown needs to be in The Walking Dead. She needs to Full be on stop. the show. Oh she my has God! Earned that in this song. Yes, Lord. Right? Please, TV gods, let Yvette Nicole Brown be on that show. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing. But so they were the, in the discussion that she was having uh, on the show, that she and the producer were saying that the branding was really to train the kids to be to be ruthless, tough. right? And maybe they didn't need them to kill them, and maybe the favor that Michonne got was because Rutina Wesley, back in the day, they were friends, so she didn't want to kill them. Right. She just wanted the kids to brand them so that they had the experience right. of being strong, I guess. Yeah. Because they're like kid warriors. Well, now... Well, I mean, they were. That Michonne, that <laughs> damn Judith, has convinced Michonne <laughs> to be nicer and softer. Yeah. Now she's taking the wagon and going picking people up, and now the Whispers 
you know, you saw this last scene. Yeah. Now they know where did they go to the kingdom? I guess they yeah, went, they're trying to, the to get to the kingdom. And now they know, where you they know, are. where they are. And yeah. I hear that the whispers are, have mad numbers. The whispers have numbers that you have not seen yet. Yes. There are a lot more of them than you think. And they are, to me, the scariest new yeah. introduction. I hate Negan still. I want him dead. I want him dead. Um, and I hated the saviors. Like, probably, like, I've never hated any set of characters. And Henry. I and, hate him. Yeah, Henry. I got, He's got to go. <gasps> but I have to say the whispers of all, you know, going back to the governor. Um, the governor. These are the scariest, the scariest villains they've ever yeah. had. Because they're just, they look scary. Yeah. They sound scary. And they're crazy and they're enough crazy. to put the, Mask of the dead. Wearing on dead their people faces? on the face. Crazy. But I have to say the other thing is the potential little maybe romance between Daryl and the dope deaf lady that yeah. can fight without seeing the walkers. I know. This chick can beat she can beat the walkers without hearing them coming. I'm not excited about that. I, I have love no time her. for romance on this show. They're not Daryl gonna do anything but have sex and have another baby. They better not have a baby. Come they better on, use man. birth control. They gotta be birth control laying around in one of them stores. I cannot. Don't have no more kids. I'm, I'm glad the kids they are don't show Michonne and Rick's baby a lot because I don't even want to see that. I don't, kid. Right, and her with a baby, it slows her down. It makes her soft. Yeah. It makes her soft. And Judith, ah, stop. I don't know what they're going to do when she, you know, she leaves after the next season, right? I don't know if it's the end of this. I think it's the end of next season. Who? Michonne. What? You didn't know this? No. She's out of there. Oh, God, no. I won't watch anymore. Yeah, no. But I, what they're saying is that she's going to show up in the movies with Rick. So her character will live we'll on. Still live on, but it, she just won't be on the walk. I just dead want Carol, Daryl, Michonne, and Ma- Carol, Daryl, and Michonne to live, and the right. and the king. But what are they going to do with her kids when she? They're going to get eaten. Oh, the kids can't make it in the apocalypse. I can't. Henry is proof enough. We live oh through Carl. How do we trust this girl? He's got the uh, the girl who eats worms. We don't. Why do we want the girl who eats worms along for the ride? She's going to at the end of the day. Turn if, if her mother is there and her mother's she like, turn on come on, come with me. <laughs> wrong answer. Alpha, wrong answer. <laughs> come Alpha. with me. She's my daughter. Give me my daughter. I, I love her. Uh, she's a great actress. Great um, character yeah. and Beta too. That those two. Dope. I like them as better than Negan because Negan killed the wrong people. He killed Glenn and Abraham, and I can never forgive that. And I hate that they're trying to rehabilitate him. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Let me share this with you. Is he gonna die? No. On my show this week, on okay. the TV show that I do, the, the actor that plays Abraham was on the show. Oh. Yes. I've been so sick this week. I haven't Abraham. posted the picture yet. But I asked him because you know. I had to calm myself because I didn't want to seem like a fanatic. <laughs> so I was like, okay, before, because he was there for another show, The Kids Are All Right, um, on ABC, which is really funny and well-written. Okay. He plays a father um, with a, a, a wife, and they have eight kids. Okay. Anyway, so I asked him, I said, so could we see your character back in The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead as a flashback? Because there is a scene in Fear the Walking Dead where I don't know her name, the girl that plays a reporter and has all the recordings. Yes, that's got the cool van. Yes. Uh, She has a tape that says Abe and Doc. Abraham and Eugene, who's a doctor. Um, And so when I asked him that question, I said, I said, so there's this talk that we could see Abraham in a flashback because there's this tape that we saw. And he was like, oh, okay, you know your stuff. And he said, Yes, there is a possibility that in a flashback on Fear the Walking Dead, we could see oh. an episode with Abraham. Making me want to watch Eugene. Fear the Walking Dead. You're in for Fear the Walking Dead, I remember? Like it. Yeah, Even I like though it they now. killed off. They killed my boy. Nick. 
I liked Nick. You decided to come back because he they was the his only one well. I liked. As, but as long once I killed the mom, I said, okay, as long as the mother's dead, it's fine. I but can't. I he was my favorite character on that show. Sounds he was like the only one I liked. So two more episodes left. And then uh, Into the Badlands comes back and Game of Thrones. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to be fine. I'm not ready for Game of Thrones. I'm so ready for Game of Thrones. I'm not. not I'm still not over the dragon. Don't worry about the dragon. Uh, the dragon's now an ice dragon. The dragon's going to be killing everybody. I don't want to be an ice dragon. It is. Already is. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. Should we talk about Wendy Williams? Let's quickly talk about Wendy Williams. She came yes. back in a big way. She did. Well, she came back. Yes. And then after some days back, about a week back, she admitted on air that she's been living in a sober in a, house. And by the way, big ups to our, our cousin, Chris Witherspoon, Chris who was Witherspoon. on the, the comeback episode, the episode where she came back. But yeah, yeah, I think it's huge, actually, that she came clean on the show talking about living in a sober home, talking about her own sobriety. I think the, Wendy Williams, to me, it's an important show because there isn't another black woman in daytime until Tamron Hall comes out with this fall, that she's right now the only one. And so I think it's important that there be a show like that. And she, you know, I do. I think black women need to <laughs> I be wish represented you could see in daytime. My face. I know. Because black women are not represented in daytime, but black women in the audience are overrepresented in the daytime audience. I agree. I mean, listen, I, I like Wendy Williams a lot. I think that she is incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. I just wish that she would use her talent for good. Use her show and for more not productive be things. so negative and mean. Um, when she's talking about particular celebrities, That's I just her think brand. I, I, I get it. That's I, how she was on Hot ninety seven. We love it. I, I, no, Shade. I don't. Shade. I think there's enough meanness in the world on social media and whatnot. So I can't celebrate that. I don't. Ew. And she doesn't have to do it. She can just do interviews with people. She doesn't have to, you know, talk so badly about people. Who are you going? Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Okay, it. I think. Um, and we, I, we are, I, you know. I got to go do my other thing. Well, you wouldn't think you had to go anywhere the way you run your dog on mouth every time you see somebody. Can I just say, as we as we come to a close, the little girl, the people who are getting mad that my, that the late, great Maya Angelou. Um, corrected that girl on the Oprah show. First of all, I can't believe the girl was 20 because she looked about 10. Was she 20? It's tw I guess, 20 years old. She looked like a child. She looked like a child. Yeah, was she the 20? notes here say it was 20. I don't know if she was 20. Uh, maybe she was younger than 20. Maybe she But she's now 49, so she might have been 20. She might have been. Kim Watts. Mm. And she was addressed her as Maya and quickly was quickly corrected. I'm not Maya. I'm 62 years old. Oh, I have to do it like her. I'm not Maya. <laughs> I'm 62 years old. I have lived so long and tried so hard that you have no license to come up to me and call me by my first name. You need to play Maya Angelou in, in a movie. Yes, you do. Boom. Uh. And then she was right. Oh, she was absolutely right. 100%. But what was interesting was how many people on social media, you know, young people were like Man. that Maya was rude. Are you crazy? It's like, first of all, are you crazy? First of all, Maya Angelou is a legend. Yeah. She was a one of the greatest uh, authors and poets of all time. And as a 62-year-old woman, she, uh, nobody under 64 should be calling her by her first name, no. especially if you don't know her. No. I was raised not to call adults by their first name. You call people Miss So-and-so or Auntie or Uncle. Right. That's how it is. That's the way it should be. I couldn't believe the rudeness of people so rude. coming after her on social media. Um, God rest her soul. You know, she yeah. couldn't read any of that. Things, she can't even defend the, herself. But just the rudeness of it and the audacity like to come back at somebody who's a legend. Um, like Maya Angelou. Can't even defend herself. No, but still. And she's an elder. As an elder, she deserves respect. And this whole thing of calling adults by their first name, my kids weren't allowed to call adults no. by their first name. They had to call them Miss So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, or right. Uncle, whoever, Unless auntie. that adult gives you permission. But right. it's, to me, 
if your pa- if it's not okay with your parents, you should not do should it. Should not do it. Particularly mm-hmm. somebody who is as accomplished <gasps> as as uh, Maya Angelou, you know, was at that time. Yes. You know, you just you just don't do that. You I just could not believe that. the backlash on that. It's crazy. That's it's because like who's this, raising these kids? Who's raising these people? That you feel like you can just go out and call and you know, who has not those of us that are black had had a relative, it was my grandmother in my life, just a stern black woman who said you know what she meant yeah the first time That's and right. didn't want to repeat herself That's correct. and she wasn't trying to be polite nope. and spare your feelings she nope. said what she had that's to say. That's why you came out okay. That's why you came out okay. That's why you came out okay. That's what these kids need. They need a little bit more stern black lady. They do. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really do. Mm-hmm. They need Try their asses whooped. For real. Need a good ass whooping. Get another switch off the tree. That one was too Girl. small. Need a little. Step right <laughs> <in> Pam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. That's too much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Didn't hurt me none. Remember people say that? Didn't hurt me Didn't none. Didn't hurt me none. I turned out all <laughs> turned right, out Angel Rimpaw. Right. <laughs> One good eye. You little bastard. <laughs> Lip away. I turned out all right. <laughs> I turned out all right. <laughs> Governor. <laughs> Only need one eye. I can see you. Trying to get away. <laughs> Trying to come at me. I'm going to catch you eventually. <laughs> so Ooh, all right, girl. What are you going to do for you? Oh, my God. Well, with this cold, girl. I'm just going to get in the bed. You need to. Get some tussin. Get you some robotussin. Uh, some tussin. <laughs> get you some tussin. That's what I need. That's what I got, girl. I just had to pull out the NyQuil last night because I just needed to sleep. The NyQuil's I was like so bourbon. Un- it's like, oh, nasty. Girl, and I swig it out the bottle. I don't yes. even need that little Wipe cup. Your spoon. That, that little cup, cup ain't is nothing. a joke. That cup is a joke. Girl, Go that I sit away. there watching a movie. Listen, like just I'm at a bar. Just throwing the bed. I, I need it in a brown paper bag. <laughs> All right, Joanne, we have a great guest here today. I love her so much. And she came in with this cute, so cute, rain hat ensemble. I I love it. Beautiful earrings. Yes. Dope makeup. Did you do that yourself? I did. Oh, okay. Let's introduce her. Well, the voice that you're hearing is (laughs) Jamila Lemieux. She's a cultural critic and writer, editor. She does so many amazing things. Follow her on social media, particularly Twitter. You must follow her on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Where she just slays. How are you doing? Excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to have Thank you here. You. We miss you. Me. I, miss I feel you like too. I used to see like, you a lot. You did. I know. Like, where, uh, you, where have you been, Jamila? Things change. Lives evolve. Yes. You know, you just move in different Jamila directions. Jamila doing some things. So Let she me got tell some you, big things going on. She's really busy. <laughs> well, I got to ask you first because I just saw you a couple of nights ago yes. at the New York premiere of Us. Um, you know, people were packed in there. I was shocked mm-hmm. that they didn't start on time, but not really. <laughs> oh, that was irony because I was like, I know. Really? Are you it was shocked? like I eight, was... eight fifteen. I was supposed to start at eight o'clock, eight thirty. I was like, what's going on? I was afraid they would start, even though I, I, I got there like right at eight. I'm so afraid they were. Yeah, going to start you were right. Yeah, and so Mr. Glad Tom. They didn't. Yeah, it was like a family reunion. In there. It was. So, now that was like a family reunion. Yeah, I, I saw people I haven't folks, seen like, in really? years. You that too? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, what'd you think of it? Kids, I'm still processing it. Okay, I'm yeah, me too. Thing. And I think I, I think I figured it out, but I don't want to spoil it for yeah, people. Yeah, no spoilers. Those of us who missed it. But it is an incredible work. I think uh, Miss Lupita might be uh, looking at an award. Can you one of the, the first on the text shelf? I got was Lupita gets all the awards. Oh my goodness! Apparently, she just she's does. great. She's ugh. incredible. Yeah, incredible. Like she played uh, it. I, yeah, I, I really don't even have words for her performance. Wow. Well, you know, with with um with the movie Get Out, right? 
after that movie and everybody went to see it, everybody was talking about all these cookies and hidden meanings and all these kind of things. And now people are trying to do the same. People who have seen it mm-hmm. are trying to figure out, you know, the underlining layers of what this all means, what the mm-hmm. symbolism of, mm-hmm. you know, d- this and that. Um, and it really, I'm telling you, I talked to um, Jordan Peele at the after party mm-hmm. and I was like, when are you going to have the conversation about what this movie is all about mm-hmm. and just break it down for everybody? He said, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Okay. You know, but it was, I, I enjoyed it. It is much scarier than Get Out was because Get Absolutely. Out was just a thriller. Yeah. Right. This is some supernatural kind of, you is know. It jump scares? Yes. Or like, yes. Deep, like nightmare scares? Both. Both. But I'll say I'm not as scary, and I did have nightmares. But did I also you? had a very pleasant, well, I should say they weren't, they were half nightmare, half really pleasant dream involving Winston Duke. So. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't about that movie, girl. That ain't about that movie. But I'd say that, like, as someone who's not a big scary movie person, mm. I enjoyed it. I was able to get through it. So, you know, there, there's some gore, but there's not excessive gore, yeah. you right. know. So I think that if, even if scare isn't your thing, you should be okay. Well, it tell, it's a great story, which is what Jordan Peele does so well. I mean, mm-hmm. there are the scary movies out there where it's just slasher. People are just dying for the sake of dying. Right. I hate those movies. Yeah. This one has a, such a great story. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, I plan to go and see it again this weekend, mm-hmm. not just because it's opening weekend and I want to support, but because I just want to see some things that I miss. Like, the, yeah. you know, there's a twist in it. And I called it early on. I leaned over and whispered, whispered to my boyfriend, this is going to happen. Mm. And, <laughs> Got it. and you, as I was watching, I was like, oh, maybe that's not going to happen. And then it happened. Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait for you, for everybody. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. I'm giving you all a week. Next week, this time, oh, I'm no, talking I'm about it. This weekend. Because we still have to see, my husband and I have to see Captain Marvel. So I'm going to have to go see both. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I got to go see those two. Especially movies. opening weekend. Yeah. yeah, I don't play that spoiler mess. It's yeah. like you got a week to see it, yeah. and then go we're, see it. Yeah. Now, is it a movie where you need to stay for the credits, like a Marvel film? Because you know now the whole thing is uh-uh. the credits are another movie. Yeah, no, not, not this one. Not you can leave. Uh, look, one. the movie okay. is enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see it. And anymore. it is long. I'll say there was it a, is. there were two points. One where I was very convinced that it was over. Yeah. You know, I thought there was a resolution. I was like, huh, and I was already kind of trying to process, like, well, what right. happened? And then there was like another thirty minutes. Right. Wow. You know. Right. And that's when the big plot twist happens. So yeah. Huh. Yeah, right? Uh, That's like Forrest Gump. It's like I was about ready to pack my stuff in Forrest Gump. I thought the movie was over. And then all of a sudden, he was running across America. I'm like, what is that? This movie done. He was done. Why is he still running across the country? What is he doing? I thought the movie was done. I was packing my stuff. I took my popcorn case. I was about Mm -hmm. to go throw it out and do the right thing. Throw my things away. I had to sit back down. (laughs) So it's like that. Like, it's, yeah, you, you, I think they're, and the part where, Oh, don't don't tell. I'm trying to. How do I say it without saying it? Where they go visit their friend's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. before that, I thought that I thought that was the last scene. You did? Yeah, I was like, wow, whoa, yeah. Oh, you did? That, like this family is in this place, no. and this family is in that place, and Mm-mm. that was oh, it. God. And there was so much more. No, there was that's so scary. much more. Yeah, I have a lot of questions too. It's yeah. like, you know, was it this just this one? person or you guys are giving spoilers away okay no, 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 I, I call time out on this whole conversation oh, I know. but i do want to ask you jamila because you weigh in a lot uh, on this a lot as you as you cousin jackie hollywood feels like there are more opportunities on the mm-hmm. one hand somebody like a jordan peele can now make two really great movies off his brand not yeah. comedies um people like lupita can get starring roles mm-hmm. there are more all black cast or at least mostly black cast films like black panther is it phantom progress is it real you know what I mean? It, or are we in sort of the like, oh, Obama got elected, things are better. Oh, no, they're not. 
kind I, of thing. I think we'll need a couple more years to tell. Yeah. You know, because right now it feels like a heightened version of that early 90s John Singleton yes, Hughes Brothers yes, moment. Yes, you know, and then Spike there's a, Lee, everything yeah. was happening. And then there was a little lull, and then you had the best man and the brothers, and right. you know, and Malcolm Lee's movie. So it just kind of seems like, okay, you know, we were back, and then Love Jones, and then we were like, Drought. It got a drought. Yeah. A drought, you Deep know? Drought. And so I, it, it, I hope that we can see this uh, continuing. Yeah. I think the profitability of black TV shows and black movies um, with other audiences is shining through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that what was great about this movie is, and I hope this isn't a spoiler, but I don't think it is. It's a black movie. Or it, it's a black cast, black filmmaker, but it's not a race film. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love as someone who loves race films, you yeah. know, like we need to talk about these things. We need to deal with them. But yeah. that this is a horror movie yeah. where the whole family is happens to be black. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that that's so much more powerful than what, you know, just kind of having these moments. But of, we do slavery every year. Right. You know, yeah. or, or doing something like The Best Man, which is great, yeah. but never got the sort of push for right. it to belong to everyone. That this is a romantic comedy. This is a movie right. for everyone. Yeah. You know, it belonged to us and it did. And it absolutely needs to belong to us. And this movie belongs to us, too. But everyone's going to go see this. Yeah. You know, so I want to keep seeing black movies that everyone wants to go see. Although I have to say the Harriet Tubman film, I am kind of here for that. Oh, that absolutely. That needed. That has to happen. Yeah. I'm not. a hell of a story. I, I'm. I think we need more slavery movies. You, you know, need like everything. A, we I need do too. everything. Yeah. You know, and I think right now we're feeling like we're finally getting everything. Right, because to Joy's point, Joanne's point, all we were getting were those slavery or driving Miss Daisy, you know, civil Green rights, book. Right. Green Book. Oh, don't even get me started. But it was that kind of stuff. That, but I love the fact that this was a horror movie with a family that just happened to be black. Yeah. yeah. You know what and I mean? I love that. I've never seen a family on the big screen that looked like that before. I've never seen right. a dark complexion man with a dark complexion right, wife they don't and, throw dark, in and dark kids. They didn't dark throw in a light skin, curly no, hair random kid. random biracial daughter. Right. Oh, they, how did they make that kid? That kind of thing. Right. Because you're always Isn't asking that. Weird? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know what's going on in the studios, especially with television shows, where there's this black family, and if the parents are dark, then they just kind of have this child that's very light. <laughs> right. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Well, it's yeah. like when Aunt Via went from dark skin Aunt Via to light skin Aunt Via, but the right. kids were still the same. Right. It's like, <laughs> did those people really make those kids? Is that how I'm supposed to spend that much disbelief? Do you know that that happened with Family Matters, too? And I think most of us had completely... That's a show that did not age very well for me. No, but like a few didn't. years ago, it was late night. I was at a friend's house. Some reruns were on. And there was a different Harriet. What? She was a light-skinned woman. It was the strangest thing. And I've never heard any discussion or exploration. What? It wasn't that like, must have been the latest se- later seasons the when it was season. going down here. At this point, Urkel's an astronaut. He's lost in space. <laughs> yeah. Laura's <laughs> married to him. It was like crazy. Yeah. But no one ever It's easy not to strange. notice with they everything that's them. going on with it's Urkel. Them. It is a that's weird funny. thing because there's another film that's coming out where there's a controversy about complexion casting mm-hmm. because Will Smith is going to play Serena and Venus Williams' father. Yes. And King I saw Richard. a little outcry mm-hmm. about that because it's true, even with Malcolm X, and Denzel Washington is obviously one of the greatest actors alive. Yeah. It took me a minute into that film, a little while before I could accept because he mm-hmm. did the voice. Yeah, the voice down pat. But Malcolm X's complexion was so much a part of his biography. It was so important to his biography that I just thought it was odd that Mm -hmm. that was the choice that was made. Yeah, and there, I think there's generations of kids that don't know that Malcolm was light complexion. Right. Or had an heritage because because of of Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I have... I think that Will Smith will do a great job in this role. And typically, he chooses great roles and does great work. 
Um, but I can think of, you know, three or four darker complexion men that Idris Elba. also yeah, Idris Elba, Mahershala, Ali. Yeah. But then people get Chadwick mad Boseman. when British actors like Idris well, Mahershala play African Americans. Yeah, Mahershala. Yeah. Um, and who was the other one from Moonlight? Um Trevante Rose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Younger, yeah. But he yeah. I think he could have pulled it off. Yeah. So and the Nina Simone movie. Remember that unfortunate? Oh, that, that was just a disaster. That poor baby. They just compiled that was on a, her. But she should have seen She put a prosthetic It was like J-Lo with Motown. She should have seen You still mad no. about J-Lo I will not Motown. get over it. <laughs> I'm with you. Not letting it go. I'm still mad. I may you forgive her someday. Mad. But I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad at her because she should have said no. She absolutely should. She should have said no. She could have said, I'll introduce it. Right. I'll talk about it. You know, I'll do yeah. this. You know, I'll, I'll twirl on stage and pop yeah. off. She could have twerked and walked away. Yeah. No, but there was no twerking in Motown. <laughs> there was just no twerking in Motown. But that's the other thing, though. That's another reason it didn't make sense. It Her didn't, make, it didn't sense. make sense. These, you know, like, Barry Gordy was very clear about how they dress, how yes. they speak, how they look. We yeah. are ladies. And she was out there, I mean, doing the salsa and whatnot. She just didn't. Yeah. Come on, man. But there's not a lot of respect. I mean, that's one of my challenges with American culture is that it doesn't have enough depth and respect for its own culture, yeah. right? The things that are really important to American cultural history, Americans kind of shunt aside. Like, we knock down all our old buildings. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yep. It's unfortunate. We it's don't true. have a reverence for history. No. Well, I got to ask you about what you told us when you came in here, and it, that is that you're about to leave New York, yes. move cross-country. But a part of that that you shared is very interesting to both of us <laughs> because you're moving – um, with your daughter mm -hmm. and with her father mm -hmm. and his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, are y'all? So you're all making the move together. We are. So we're we're moving. I should say we're moving in tandem. So yeah, not, <clears throat> not the same. Won't household. be living together. We'll not be living together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope ideally in the same neighborhood like okay. we live now. Um, you know we have a a six year old and they have a four year old and. We co-parent really well. Um, I'm friends with my daughter's stepmother at this point, and was it did it was it a journey to get to that? It was definitely a journey. Yeah, you know, it was a journey. Uh, but um, I think everyone put their pride aside and and realized that what was most important was you know our child, and then now you know the children, and fostering their relationship and making sure that you know our daughter has uh, everything that she needs and that yeah. she spends time with not just mommy um, but with daddy too and. You know, I didn't want it to be a weekend dad situation, and right. I don't disparage anyone that does that because that is the norm. That's what we're used to. You know, if the father's not in the home, he gets every other weekend, or maybe he gets all of the weekends. And yeah. I said, I, I need more help than that, and she needs more time than that. And, and he always felt that way, too. And so we've, you know, operated this way for, you know, over five years at this point. And That's so amazing. That's amazing. What kind, so of sure. what kind of shift did you have to make to, I mean, because I'm— I can't imagine you just woke up and you were like, let's do this. Like, did you know, did you have to kind of shift yourself? In terms of dividing her time, I was, and we broke up right before we found out I was expecting, uh, you know, and they got together very quick. You know, things happen quickly. Yeah. Um, so there was some pain and some, you know, hurt and disappointment uh, and anger at one point. But, you know, I think my ex and I, we had two arguments during Naima's first year of life and haven't said a cross word to each other since. Um I just knew, one, that I needed help and support in the raising of this child. I needed a partner in doing it, and he always wanted to be a partner in raising her. And, you know, I was able to mourn the relationship and get past this dream that I'd had. And, you know, we ended up having a new relationship that is beautiful and healthy and beneficial to, you know, our, our family. Um, it took me some time to 
you know, her, her stepmother and I didn't become friends until about a, a year and a half ago. You know, okay. that wasn't an overnight process. Uh, but I was very intentional about not arguing. You know, so I stayed clear of her because I'm like, right now, while I'm still angry, I'm still kind of frustrated. You know, I don't want to say a cross word to her. I don't want her to say something rude to me. And then we have to work backward, you know, yeah. start over from that. And when I was ready to be cordial, you know, I was. And then cordial became friends. And uh, we have a lot in common. And, you know, we talk about books and movies and stuff, too, not just the kids. And um, I don't know. I just... It, people are always kind of the way you all look at me right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, I could dissect this yeah. with you. I mean, so do you all have meals together and Thanksgiving and holidays? No, we, we, we don't do that. I think that now that we're going to be in California and um, my little one's dad is, we're both from Chicago and met out here and uh, his wife is from St. Louis. So we're all going to be pretty far away from most of our family, you know, right. most of our friends and loved ones. So I think that things that we didn't always do together, you know, some of them might end up being uh, yeah. joint things. But usually, you know, I'm not a big Thanksgiving person, so you know she'll have she'll be with them for Thanksgiving, and she'll be with me and my family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we do birthdays together now, um, so she has a birthday do party. Do the kids in a couple weeks. play? To, do they? They're extremely they're close. Oh, they wow. are sibling siblings. Like yeah. they, you know, uh, I have the little one coming. The uh, I don't want to say their names. Yeah. The name yeah. is little brother is coming to my house on Saturday to hang right. out with us for a few hours. You know, wow, that's those. amazing. I'm. I'm impressed. I applaud that. Thank I applaud you. that. You know, because for a lot of families, that's really difficult. And unfortunately, the child suffers. Yep. Yeah. You and know? I think just the two things I would, you know, suggest to anyone who's kind of grappling with the can I do this or what do I do? One, your child has to or children have to be the priority, but also you can't completely throw your feelings away. Mm-hmm. You know, like I we moved slowly on some of this because I wasn't ready. You know, when I was ready to be friends was when we were able to, you yeah. know, start the process of becoming friends. Like I didn't force myself into, okay, we're gonna spend all the birthdays together. You right. know, we just start I just started, you know, I do a big birthday thing for her. We have a theme party every year. It's always a production. Um and I started inviting them three years ago, you know, when I was ready. Yeah. Uh prior to that, uh I'd set it up where if the party was on her birthday, her dad would come pick her up from the party so they could spend the, you know, second half of the day together. Mm-hmm. Everyone's celebrating with her, but you know, we're not intermingling. And then I was ready to just, okay, we're all here and yeah. you're here amongst my friends and loved ones. You know, we started doing that. That is fascinating. That's I think incredible. the important thing that you said was mourning the loss of the relationship that you thought you were going to have yeah. to ha- to to process that yeah. and get to the other side of that. I think a lot of people, particularly women in these types of situations, don't do that. They don't yeah. know how to do it, you yeah. know, and it's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not At easy. All. That is fascinating. That's amazing. Thank your you. your child's father is very lucky because you are a very mature Thank individual. You. Yeah, and your daughter is lucky. That's, you're being big about Thank it. That's you. amazing. And but, but then you have all this support, so really, you know, you're lucky too. Absolutely. You know I would I mean? not have, like, I wouldn't be here right now. You know, I'd be rushing to the school to pick her up. Right. I, just that I'm able to travel. I've dated. I've, you know, my career has done a lot of things in the six years since I've had her. Right. You know, that I would not have been able to do if we weren't really co-parenting as opposed to, right. you know, treating him as if he were a babysitter or that he's only entitled to her time on weekends. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's oh, incredible. That's nice. I'm impressed. I am too. I stand. I oh, stand for you. you. Uh, That's well, we got it. We can't. We we have to ask you about all this R. Kelly stuff. We <sighs> talk about it because you've been on the front lines for years, talking about this, posting about it. Um, and where are you now with it all? Do you feel a sense of relief, or do you feel like it's, there's a long way to go still? Because you know we have to get through the trial. Um, will he be convicted? Will the people that need to testify testify? Yeah. I mean, are you? Ex- 
Are you excited that he's at this point or cautiously optimistic? I'd say cautiously optimistic. I think that the number of charges, the fact that there are pending charges from the state of New York, um, from the federal government, that there's um, you know other states that could be pursuing charges as well, there's some sense of, okay, it's unlikely that you can escape all of this, yeah. right? Like if one state's attorney or district's attorney doesn't handle this well or, you know, if this set of witnesses decides not to testify, there's still so many other people at this point that have come out against them and have come out with really damning evidence. Um, you know, I'm just really holding the victims in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a part of me that's excited, and I'm glad that he spent time, you know, that he spent at least two weekends behind bars at right. this point um, and that his life has been changed in a way. There's no coming back from this. So if none of these trials happen, there won't be an R. Kelly you know, I don't think we'd ever see him on BET again. I don't think yeah. he's trying to go to Dubai. Um, he's trying to go get overseas. permission yeah. to go Keep overseas. The, the I don't think they should let him. Yeah, and exactly because he's the only way to really stop him. It seems is to take his the, take Passport. away the thing that makes him enticing, which yep. is that he's famous and that he's on stage and performing. Right. You get to take that away because it's crazy to me how many people continue to be attracted yeah. to have not only themselves but their children be around R. Kelly. The oh. two women yeah. who are still, in my mind, captive. I still say they're captive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, even in the outtakes of the interview that they did with Gail King, they have Stockholm Syndrome. Like It's yeah. crazy it's to clear. me that people are still mesmerized by yeah. him. Yeah. It's almost like they're uh, reading scripts or they're giving lines that were rehearsed. Yeah. You know what I mean? The things that they were saying just... It's crazy. It's crazy. Do you think the parents should have some liability, the ones who, after the first trial, still presented their kids to him? I think that, I don't think that there is a case for criminal liability, but I think that there is, you know, a lot of responsibility that they have to take. And I think that they've suffered tremendously. You know, I think every day they, they wake up not being able to call or hug or, you know, see their daughter, yeah. um, not knowing how well they're doing. And then, you know, the more that they've heard about these conditions, when you have, um, like, the young lady, Dominique, who's, you know, was there for a while and yeah. left, yeah. and the stories that she tells and that the other survivors have told about what life with him is like, those parents are imprisoned in that every day sure. until their girls come home. Yeah. And then when they do, you know, if he is um, sent to jail and they, you know, the daughters are no longer under his care, the rebuilding of their relationship, the amount of time it's going to take in yep. therapy and just, you know, these girls are adults now. They don't, and know? they don't so want to go decide, home. They don't want to go home. They can't decide that, you know, even if, He's out of the picture. Right. You know, we don't know that they'll decide to return to their parents. Exactly. You know, they may stay estranged from them. So I think they've suffered quite a bit. Yeah. You know, but that said, I think that anyone would bring their teenage girl to an R. Kelly show after the acquittal because he was acquitted, you know, when the tape existed. You know, it's one thing to say. It's not a shooting. You know, there's so many things where it's like, we didn't see it happen, so, you know, he got off, and maybe we can just kind of hope against hope that he didn't do it. Like, there was no reason to believe that R. Kelly had not done those things. There was the tape. There was the Aaliyah marriage. Yeah. What more do you need? That was the question that I love Gail King, but it was the question I was hoping she would have asked. They said that she was not allowed allowed to to ask that question, which I couldn't believe. That that was a condition of the interview that she couldn't ask about Aaliyah? Yeah. Outrageous. I wouldn't have done it. And that little stunt jumping up and screaming. Come on now, Nobody's R. Kelly. Scared of him. That, that was phony. Nobody's it was just a stunt. Yeah. But I tell you who should be charged, I think. And these are, you know, rumors. Um, and w- I've talked to people who worked within R. Kelly's camp and say that it's fact, that this is, you know, their version of the story. Um, the mothers of the girls who were also sleeping with R. Kelly. Um, there were some situations what? where, yeah, this is what was told to me. Um, so I say that it's rumor at this point. 
but that there were some situations where R. Kelly was sleeping with both a mother and a daughter, not necessarily at the same time, but just within the group of women um, that he was involved with. What kind of, it's almost like so many of these men are using either their fame or their fortune for for just pure predation, whether it's Mm -hmm. the Bill Cosby situation or, I hate to say it, Michael Jackson, at least allegedly. I mean, allegedly, if you believe what's in the movie. But it's just. And, I'm glad and you called it a movie. I'm saying it's a, it's a documentary. Well. Or the Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> thing. I mean, this week I'm like kind of over the moon about this Jeffrey Epstein. I cannot believe that he was allowed to get away with raping all. And this is like yeah. more than allegedly. These are a lot of victims. Mm-hmm. And he was actually convicted. And the way that the world was, the earth was moved to make sure he didn't, wasn't punished. Yeah. Just because he's rich. Yeah. Like, what kind of society is that? Well, I think that the main thing that um, women like all of us have to kind of go beyond, you know, the R. Kelly story and start making sure that young women, particularly young black girls, do not feel that they have to please men, be the property of men um, in order to um, be seen as valuable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when I see young girls, it's one thing to be a performer like a Beyonce and be sexy and own your sexuality. But it's another thing to be, you know, I see some young girls at parties, you know, with boys and they're at pool parties and stuff and they're just twerking and carrying on as if they are entertainment. Um, And I don't feel like they're owning that moment. It's just kind of like, look at me, choose me, look at what I can do. Um, And I just, I have a problem with that. I feel like You know, our young girls, our young black girls just want to be property. A lot of them Mm -hmm. just want to be property of men. They just want a man. You know what I mean? And not enough of them, even though this is changing, but it's still, you know, when you look at the popularity of some, you know, uh, the Kardashians and things like that, that Mm -hmm. whole sex sales thing is very popular, you know, uh, among young black girls. And we have to kind of change that thinking. Yep. I think a lot of those girls, I think a lot of the twerking and the showing off of the body is really personal pleasure at this point, you know, um, that a lot of young women just simply enjoy that. You know, there are shades of that that I enjoy. I mean, I'm 34, so I'm not doing what I was doing at 24, mm-hmm. but I, um, I I think there's the reasons that you're doing that if you're behaving in that way, and we can certainly have, you know, the debate over morality or if it's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing, but that... You have if you carry yourself that way, be do that because you love it because That's you what enjoy I mean. it. Be prepared, you know what I mean for your own. I don't have a problem own. with yep. Cardi B. I was just gonna say working yeah. and about being it. who she is. Yeah. I have no problem with or her Nikki. and the way she dances, her videos. I have no yeah. problem with that. Yeah. What I do have a problem with are just some things I see out there with young girls, yeah. um, out there and like men are just standing around and looking at them and they're not they're not making money from this. They're not in videos. They're not working. They're just at an at a party or something, hanging with friends, yeah. and they got their hands on the ground, and they have on you know g strings, and they're just shaking their asses. I have a problem with that because, you know, what's the end game in that? You know, is that for your play? Because it seems like they're doing it for the men in that yeah. circumstance. Yeah, and I think you can tell. You know, you can look at a woman who's maybe wearing a short dress and bending it over and dancing, who's in her own world having a good right. time, right, right, versus one who's looking for affirmation or right. validation. Yeah, you know, but I think. One thing I came to realize from following R. Kelly's, you know, saga for all these years and certainly from the documentary, the number, like, the way that those girls dressed prior to and during their relationship with him, they were modest, right? And so 
we think that the girl who's got everything spilling out is the one who's most vulnerable, nope, but it might be that targeted. quiet girl, yep. you yep. know? But who, that's who he wants, that's the quiet targeted. girl, because that's who he can manipulate. That's right. Yeah. And you then know? notice one of his tactics was then to make them dress dress down yep. so that no one else would want them yep. and to convince them no one else would want them. So right. he actually did the opposite. To, the whole thing is so sick that that he doesn't spend any time in prison. I'm just shocked. We're shot. talking about Jesse Smollett going to spend... How many years are they going to give him? Don't even get me started with that. And R. Kelly, you know, uh, he he better spend I just don't know how someone as stupid as R. Kelly could manipulate so many girls in the way that he did. I mean, I know musically um, he's very talented, but, I mean, he can't manage his finances, can't read. Um, He just has so many issues. I just don't know how he was able to pull this off unless – he had a lot of help, which he had to, yeah. from staff and people that work for him, who sh- who should also be charged. Absolutely, and I think that the part of the reason things are falling apart now is one, the money's running out. Yep. you yeah. know. So shout out to the Mute R. Kelly organizers. Yep. And yeah, these people throwing their weight behind him because he's lost millions of dollars in bookings. Yep. you know he's been dropped by his label. Yep. Um, and so in the past he had a lot of money to pay people off. You yeah. know, I've heard stories of him putting girls through school. You know, families getting money from him, too, so they're not pursuing charges. Now he doesn't have that same caliber of damage control. You know, like the lawyer, yeah. I forget his name, who's on his deathbed, who represented him in oh, the last Oh, who's talking trial. out against you him. You know, he, spoke, he said he's absolutely guilty. And part of my job was, you know, and he feels that I, he, he thinks he may have saved girls because he said, you know, I was doing things to try and stop, you know, like in my own way, which I'm like, okay, yeah, right. Whatever. But, you know, um, like he said he changed the, and what do you say? I had him change the lyrics to some of his music. He claims that he changed the lyrics to Ignition, which was originally about a college, a high school driver's ed instructor. What? what? How is that helping anything by changing those lyrics? Like, okay. I, I can't. And he it's, also said he made him take um, some kind of, I don't know if it was drug or something, to lessen his libido his and libido. his desire. Yeah. What? Um, his sex drive. Which his is lawyer also says he wild. Did. Which. I, you know, Where is like, this interview? He, was it New York, maybe? Or? It was wow. something. It was yeah, it was, really it was recent. recent. It was like a couple of weeks ago. But He's I, on his deathbed, but he defended yeah. R. Kelly in the videotape trial. Yeah. But I um, but I think, you know, whatever that person was able to do was able, you know, there was a 10-year run of us not hearing stories like this about R. Kelly. Yeah. You know, the, the old allegations resurfaced, and there was controversy, I think, in 2008, and then again in 2013, it blows yeah. up. But nothing new that we knew of, of yeah. course, and now that he's got kind of a raggedy team around him and his publicist is crazy and his lawyer is crazy and they don't know how to protect him. They can't make any of these things go away. I think that's going to be his undoing. But aside from that, you know, for someone who I've never saw him as terribly attractive, he's not terribly, you know, never seemed terribly smart, the way that women talk about him being charming, you know, I think also identifying the girl who's missing something. That's right. You know, and people think it's just simply a father. No, we know a lot of those girls had dads. That's yeah. right. And the thing is, back during the first trial, this is why I fault kind of the larger public for him continuing to be able to offend. Absolutely. Because everybody knew. People were making <coughs> jokes Everyone about knew. the P-tape. Everyone yeah. And during that time when Sparkle first came forward, her first initial interview, she said he was all he was never targeting the pretty popular girl. Yep. He would always look for the girl who was off in the corner, mm-hmm. who had low self-esteem, who didn't think much of herself, who had pimples, yep. who was like, you know, that's who he went after. Right. So he was going after girls who, even if they had a father, they had no self-esteem. Yep. And then he just beat their self-esteem further into the ground. Absolutely. It's sick. And no one cared. These were little black girls. Nobody cared. No one cared. And everybody knew. I think about the Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show skit. I think yeah. about the, even the Boondocks episode, which did a better job of dealing with it. But yeah. overall, like, they... 
made like South Park. Everybody made fun of him, they, and they made it like he was a freak, like he was yes. nasty, like it was. Some, there's nothing funny, like so the the urination and, and so, like that's not funny, yeah. you know, like you, you urinate in the mouth of a 14 year old girl, right? You know, like if you and then to... sort of laughed at us by making black panties, yeah, and women going Absolutely. to his shows and throwing black panties at him, yep. knowing he peed on a 14 year old girl. What's amazing mm-hmm. are the number of women on social media, and mm-hmm. I know you interact with tons of them. Who at this point still. are still? I mean, the woman still. who who paid his bail. I can't. What? I can't. And will come for you, honey. Yeah. Don't say anything yeah. about R. Kelly. No. They will come after you. It's crazy. I still have them coming after about Bill Cosby. Oh yeah. People won't. Absolutely. They don't want to believe it. No. They cannot accept it. I just. I think specifically with R. Kelly, there are a number. I mean, with, with two of them, we are trained from you know birth to have a certain level of empathy and compassion and care about black men in their plight of course. yeah that is not reciprocal true you know Hello. so when we think about like the black yeah. plight and the struggle of our people Hello. we can talk about lynching you know which was typically black men and boys and certainly black women and girls were lynched too but it's talked about as this male experience but we don't talk about the rape of our ancestors mm-hmm. during slavery and reconstruction and during, um, you know, legal segregation where, you know, the washerwoman is in the house and yep. the same experience that her grandmother may have had or great-grandmother had on the plantation, she's having with her white boss. So That's we don't right. speak about that as being nope. part of our experience, right. you know? Yeah. And so when powerful black men are in trouble, you know, the entire community has this initial reaction of, okay, we have to, you know, they're trying to take another good black man down. And we Circle the wagons. Yep. Circle <laughs> the wagons, you know, and well. I understand the instinct, mm-hmm. but we have to interrogate the evidence, right? When you look in front of you and say, 60 women, I understand why Bill was hard to understand. He built up all this goodwill. He had this very carefully constructed yeah. image. But when you say that there are 60 women, 60, you can't, like, you get 60 women to get an aging comedian, you know? Like, why wouldn't yeah. this this big plot to take him down happen at the height of his popularity That's and right. power? He was extremely influential and important in Hollywood at one point. You can't say that now. Yeah, you know it hasn't been the case in many years. And with um, R. Kelly, what would be the point of doing this to him? That's Everyone right. is willfully ignoring a leader, right. willfully ignoring that tape to suggest that this is some sort of. I think with him, a lot of women, you know, when you hear fast tale girls, because it's not even that he didn't do it. It's more about what about the parents or right. what about right. these girls? girls. Yeah. Well, one, what kind of man is not strong enough to ignore the wiles of a fourteen-year-old, fifteen, right. seventeen-year-old right. girl? Yep. Right at fifty-three years old at this point. And two, I think that for some of us, I think for some of our, our, our sisters, you know, certainly some of the older ones, like acknowledging what he has done and done deliberately means that they have to go back and look at some of their past relationships yep. mm-hmm. and realize that that 30-year-old who hung out with you after the prom was not your boyfriend, he right. was your abuser, yeah. he was your rapist. Yeah, I had a, a young lady um, who um, hit me up on social media after I was saying something about R. Kelly, and she was saying when she was 15, her best friend was dating a 25-year-old. Her best friend was also 15, and she confided in her, and she asked her please not to tell her parents or the girl's parents, and the girl didn't tell, but fortunately her um, parents did find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said the girl was so in love. Mm-hmm. She was so in love, but that's it's it's a sickness. And it it's is not the sick. kid. Yeah. The kid is looking for acknowledgement and attention right but i'm with uh, what kind of man thank you that is any kind of man is attracted in any way to a a kid something is wrong there's something sickeningly that is sick yeah if this child is 14 that's barely into puberty what kind of a sick person is even attracted to somebody that young it's crazy it's 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 crazy (sighs) 
and the minds of young young women, you know, they don't develop completely until your early twenties. They're still in so hormone decision surge. making yeah. is you know not intact. It's crazy. It's crazy. He needs to be under the jail. I'm sorry. He needs to just be gone. Just please, no more interviews. Don't do no follow. Just please go to jail. Please. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about him anymore. No. I just don't want to hear about him anymore. Take all his rental property that he he was renting. He made all that money and just rented. Please go away. This is what I mean. And now he's saying that he doesn't have money because people stole from him. Yeah, okay. That's his latest thing. He went to the bank for the first yeah. time oh, when yeah. he he was telling Gail King like Mm-mm. three weeks prior to that they interview. Take whatever's left, give it to the the wife, the ex wife, and the kids, and keep it moving. Yeah. Whatever's left, just give it to them. And yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. And maybe it's like three daughters. Fund I think. Set up for those. They need a therapy you know, fund for all of them. I worry about his daughters. Yeah. Did you see his daughter's statement? Yeah. No. no, she came out. One of his daughter. He, I, I don't. He has only two children. I think it's two I or think, three daughters. I know it's one daughter who came forward and said something. Yeah, she wrote a statement apo- saying she apologized for waiting as long as she did to speak out against him. Mm-hmm. That she's sorry for what has happened, and wow. she knows exactly who her father is. And so wow. she was vague in certain ways, but it was very clear wow. that she was, she was not with him. Yeah, she said she was saying at the same time, it is still my father. Yeah. So please respect. Yeah. You know, me yeah. while I process this. Wow. Poor thing. Yeah. Because this is, he's hurt those kids too. Absolutely. Yeah. His wife, he's, they couldn't have had a normal relationship as a, mm-hmm. a couple. And at one point, I remember her defending him prior to yep. know, the documentary. But I mean, yeah. you think about this is somebody who's maybe dealing with better women, woman That's syndrome. Correct. We don't right? know like what she was her abused, life was like. And she, know? in the documentary, talks about her own abuse and, uh, Horrible. I know. The world is terrible. The world is trash. It's a red hot dumpster trash. fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so great that there are people like us in it, right? Yes. To change things. To make it for better. the better. Yes. It's refreshing. It is. Jamal, thank you so much for being here. Well, you could catch Jackie <laughs> all high and hopped up on Robitussin and uh, NyQuil <laughs> on the Tom Jordan Morning Show, slurring Tuesdays <laughs> and Fridays at 8 15 a.m. sneezing. New York Live in the New York area, Monday through Friday at 11 30 a.m. The Hub Today in Boston, 12 30 p.m. Also catch Jackie on Sirius Progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern for Inside Her Story. Yes, and you can catch my cousin Joanne on MSNBC this weekend. Oh, it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. So much to talk about. <laughs> I cannot wait. Fire. Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You do not want to miss it. No. We didn't even get to talk about Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson. Girl, bye. (laughs) Bye. I need you in my life together.